anything. Spooky! Goes! Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, and the nervous laughing begins. Yeah. That's fun. Um, I'm Hannah. And I'm Justin. Nice. We are Anything Spooky Goes. Right. You're right. We, you got sh- it. <laughs> we sure are. Crush the opener. Well, um, this is our first official episode, which is kind of scary. Um, we've been working on this for a long time. Yeah, we've got like 15 or 16 uh, stories under our belt, but we've never officially recorded. No. So this is like the first time that we've heard our voices on microphones, and um, we were... We were doing some ASMR stuff before. I was making fun of Justin, the, you know, the highlights of my life. Um, so hopefully this isn't too big of a disaster. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll go pretty well. Yeah, maybe you think for so? like the first 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> and then when I start talking, it's going to go downhill. <laughs> <laughs> Once I've done with my story, it'll, mm. be, it'll go downhill. No, 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 because it's not fair. Because as soon as I start talking, as in our normal life, you just zonk out. Like, you just pass out immediately. So I'm just looking forward to basically talking to you with uh, you just falling asleep on the floor. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to that. Yeah, that's nice. Nap time and <laughs> me just talking to myself. Oh, yeah, that works for me. That's pretty great. Um, Well, I don't want to do too much talking because uh, I tend to talk a lot. So, Justin, if you want to go, you could talk about it. Otherwise, I could talk. Yeah, I mean, um, this is something that we have kind of come together and tried to create um, based on our love of other podcasts and things of the paranormal and spooky realm um we've been massively inspired by um like this paranormal life um and that's why we drink my favorite murder anything like that um all those podcasts are really big inspirations for us and we kind of just wanted to uh, i guess put our own voices into that collective uh understanding and just put our perspectives in yeah. And to get the elephant out of the room, Justin and I, um, we're lovers. Um, we are partners, partners in crime, partners in bad humor. <laughs> yeah. Awkward yeah. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so Justin and I um, have been together for a couple of years now. Um, our relationship basically consists on him scaring me, us eating a lot, um and us making awkward jokes around memes so this is just kind of um this started basically as a way to just have some fun in our relationship um we lived in syracuse for a little bit which is a whole shit show of a story that we can get into at a different time um but long story short he moved home i stayed in syracuse and so just to soothe the woes of long distance relationship we just started calling each other on facetime every week and telling each other spooky stories so here we are uh and that's that's how we started yeah yeah Yeah. it was definitely a good way to connect with each other for such a long distance so um i'm glad we're finally at the point where we can actually start 
doing something with all this information we collected and everything we wrote up. Absolutely, because we've been telling our moms for a couple of months now (laughs) that we're going to be doing this. And I know for sure Rhonda is getting a little exhausted about trying to explain what we're going to be talking about. Right. Um, You know, because she just smiles and nods whenever I say Oh, hey, mom, Anything, I like really. I like murder. And she's like, yeah. okay, sweetie, that's fine. <laughs> Tell so. me about it when it's real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is a nice way for us to hopefully stop disappointing our parents and actually do something. Yeah, I'm so. looking forward to that. Finally. Yeah. Took so. us long enough. Yeah, but here we are. At least we're trying. At least we're trying. <laughs> and we can get some pizza or something afterwards to celebrate this, even if it's a disaster. Right. Yeah, yeah. so pretty good. Yeah. Okay, well... Shall we? Shall we go? Yeah. Do, do you want? You want me to start? Oh, wait. I have. I have some things that okay. I want to let you know. Okay. They're really fun things. All right. I just need to let everyone know that you look real good today. Um, Justin is wearing a tropical Hawaiian shirt, but instead of like the stereotypical print, there are Pokemon all over the shirt. Yeah. There's a bunch of uh, Alolan forms of yeah. Pokemon and. They're sprinkled all about my. They're sprinkled. My uh, sky blue shirts. <laughs> I thought you were saying nether regions. I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, other way. Completely <laughs> covered. But yeah, you look real good. I admire you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. You know it. Your shirt has flowers. It does have flowers. Good job. So. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I went out um, I went out to eat lunch with a new friend today during my lunch break, and it was just an awful decision because our office is freezing and they turned the heat on actually because it's so cold in there and so i was like oh okay i'll wear a sweater today and i'll wear you know nice warm clothes and i go outside and it was like a freaking sauna i was like 90 percent humidity i was sweating immediately and i went and i gave this new friend jackie a hug and i was like oh god please don't touch me (laughs) i just feel so like wet and i hated it yeah, I definitely understood that this morning. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with Wisconsin, but we always have the most ridiculous weather patterns. Yeah. And it's not good for too sweaty people in general. Right. Like us. Right. Um, so it's just, yeah. I don't know if we brought up. that up at the beginning, but we're from Wisconsin. <laughs> hey. Um, so that's... That's fun. That's fun. That's a good time. Yeah. Um, a lot of our stories might revolve around wisconsin if not we'll just talk about some traumatic events that we um have to go through on a daily basis just from being a wisconsinite Mm -hmm. um but i know my story is about wisconsin today so is mine dude nice we didn't even plan that yeah oh cute okay no all right so to get us started um because you're gonna go first i just wanted to let you know some things and i've i went on a tangent okay so i wanted to google the acronym ASG, just to see that we weren't up against mm. anything mm-hmm. or that we weren't being racist or offensive. That's smart. Um, so yeah, so with anything spooky goes, I really like acronyms. So I'm glad that we can make that into an acronym. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find a couple hips how hits, <clears throat> excuse me, hits. However, thanks to the very credible source, Urban Dictionary. Okay, good. So according to Urban Dictionary, ASG can um, stand for a couple things. So we have awkward social gathering. That's 100% this podcast, if I've ever heard of it. <laughs> if that ain't the freaking truth and epitome of our lives, just awkward gathering at any point. So I feel like that's a really good a good first start. Um, then we also have All Systems Go. Okay. That's fun. Also into that. I like it. Um, then we get into After School Gang. 
<laughs> which I feel like could also be a synonym for this show. Um, and then for some reason, because again, it's Urban Dictionary, we also have After Sex Go. But I never, I have never really thought of that as being an ASG. You I'm know? wondering if that is like you have to go to the bathroom. Oh, post. oh. That is a really, really good thought. Yeah. It could also be like after snack go. You know, like you eat a fiber one bar, mm. you run to the bathroom immediately. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a really good one. Yeah. I could add that to Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I think anybody's allowed <laughs> you to. You post that in there. <laughs> oh, pretty good. And then, okay, and then the last thing is that they're also, to give credit where credit is due, there is also a band from Wilmington, North Carolina, where that is <clears throat> called ASG that specializes in stoner metal. I didn't know that was a genre of music. No, I feel like that's kind of counterintuitive, but mm-hmm. um, just want to give uh, give a shout out to ASG and ASG fans out there. You got some competition now. Yeah. Nice. Stepping up. I like it. All right. That's me done, babe. Your turn. Okay. Okay. Bye. I'm going to tell my story. I'd love <clears throat> to hear it. All right, well, for the uh, premiere of the podcast, I wanted to go with something that's local and fun. Um, And and I have a compilation of the strangest monsters of Wisconsin. Oh, no. I know this is one of your favorites. Fantastic. So uh, let me just start off by saying Wisconsin is a really weird place. (laughs) It really Um, is. It's known mostly for its cheese and uh, its high levels of massive intoxication on a daily basis. <laughs> yup. Um, but it's also a place that is absolutely just rife with spooky and creepy happenings. Yeah. Um, these things may or may not be mutually exclusive. Mm. Uh, you never know at this point. <laughs> Great. Uh, of course, we've all heard about the UFO and Sasquatch sightings that have supposedly taken place. But today... No, 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 they actually absolutely have. My dad has confirmed them. Your dad is a completely <laughs> other topic that we don't need to get into right My now. dad is a wonderful man, but it's... it's absolutely. Fine. Yes, absolutely. yes. All right, continue. Okay. Um, today I'm going to tell you about some of the craziest and scariest cryptid myths that have been reported in Wisconsin. Why? Because this is some interesting stuff. This is what people need to know. I don't need to know this, though, because these are the things I'm going to have nightmares about. Yeah, but nobody talks about this stuff enough, <laughs> and you have to be prepared. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm prepared. Okay. So, a uh, little in the beginning, I just want to say most of these stories um, are taken from a book called Wisconsin Lore, where the authors actually sat down with different people from Wisconsin and compiled their stories. Um, included in this anthology are stories from lumberjacks and even some Native American tribes. Nice. So okay. these are factual accounts oh, yeah. of real events that people went through. Yes, I, I agree. First off, we're starting with starting strong, the Lake Winnebago water monster. No. So <laughs> this this is a personal relevance to me because I grew up in Oshkosh, what? Wisconsin, uh, right on the shores of Lake Winnebago, and I never knew there was a monster in there. That's ridiculous. I don't understand why you were the Oshkosh Wildcats. Why were you not the Oshkosh Lake Winnebago Monsters? Right. Your marching band would have been so much cooler. It rolls off the tongue. It really and does. And it's exciting. Yes. Ugh. So, when the Winnebago tribe had its villages on the shores of Lake Winnebago, they would tell stories of a very large fish, monstrous even, 
with an appetite to match. The legends tell of how the fish would wait along the channel into the Fox River, snatching up deer, elk, and even moose who stopped at the edge of the water to drink. Do we have moose in Wisconsin? Meese? Mooses? I believe it's uh, Mises. Mises? Yeah. That's what I've heard. (laughs) Sounds like Misa. Isn't that mother in Game of Thrones? Misha? I think it is. Misa. Hey, nice. Yeah, yeah, nice. Game of Thrones. (laughs) We're culture. We should not talk about that. I think <laughs> no, people gonna are going to stop again. listening. Yeah, if they haven't already. Carry on. So they would eat the Mises. Yes. Uh, it would eat them horns, hide, hoofs, and all. Goodness. None of the Winnebago would cross the channel or swim near it for fear of this monster in the lake. Many years went by, and one day, some men spotted a dark form floating in the water, and they hauled it to shore and realized it was the monster, <gasps> killed by antlers piercing its belly. What? It just got real excited about that <laughs> meese and uh, stabbed itself. No! On accident, I guess. Oh, no, poor baby. But many believe the descendants of the Lake Winnebago water monster still live in the lake. What? Its Ew. children Ew. live in the lake. Ew. Fish are so gross. I actually have a picture of it for you here. That's a sturgeon. That is absolutely 100% either a big-ass fish or a sturgeon, and they're interchangeable. It is the Lake Winnebago water monster. It's a sturgeon. (laughs) And I I will not hear anything different. Uh Uh-huh, okay. All right, number two, factual real beasts that are in Wisconsin. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. The Hodag of Rhinelander. Hey, I know that one. Uh the Hodeg is without a doubt the most well-known Wisconsin monster. Yeah. Um, the story is often discredited due to the fact that the strange animal was discovered and eventually captured by a man named Eugene Shepard, who had me. a reputation for being a jokester. Great. Um, just bear with me on this one. <laughs> okay. I know that I set it up poorly by saying that, but it's definitely real and I've seen it. Mm-hmm, yeah. One day, Shepard was walking in the woods just after sunset in the early 1890s when a foul smell and noises in the brush caught his attention. Mm. If that's not me on a hike, I don't <laughs> know <laughs> what <laughs> Oh, sweetie, you try your best when you go outside. I just immediately sweating. Yeah. I can't help it. No, it's right. So he hears this in the bushes. He uh-huh. smells this horrible smell. He comes face to face with a monstrosity that stared back at him with glowing red eyes. <gasps> and the odor seemed to be the beast's breath. Smelling Eight. that from multiple feet off. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. So I actually have a quote Ooh. from uh, Eugene. The animal's back resembled that of a dinosaur and his tail, which extended to an enormous length, had a spear-like end. The legs were short and massive, and the claws were thick and curved, denoting great strength. From the broad, muscular mouth, sharp, glistening white teeth protruded. Shepard would go on to gather together a group of locals who formed a search party that allegedly killed a hodag. Sure. And hodags don't die easily. The group claimed they had to use dynamite to take it out. (laughs) What? When is dynamite ever a proper way to hunt? That is the best way to hunt fish. Oh, jeepers. Really? Yeah, because then you kill them all and they float up to the top. But then, why? No. 
<laughs> no, that just sounds like mass destruction and the absolute hillbilly way of how to do something. Well, you're not wrong. Well, it's Rhinelander, yeah. Yeah, it okay. is Rhinelander. Okay, um, I actually have another picture of this here. Oh, uh, I know this makes for really bad podcasting, but like, I like pictures. I might be, I might post this at some point. That's fine. On our undisclosed social media platform. Hey, whatever we decide to do with that, if this goes so, somewhere. This is a picture of the hunting group and the the hotel. Why does everyone look like Charlie Chaplin in that photo? As a sign of the times. Oh my gosh, they all have such baby mustaches and angry looks. Do you see the see the hotel? No, I can't even see the hotel. It's so small. It's right, it's right in the middle. There. That that is not a. It real. looks like okay, a massive here is beast. My, here is my question though: If they use dynamite to kill this animal, why yes. is it in perfect form? Huh? Um, let's let's just uh, keep with the story and just keep uh, see so what we can. So you can't. You don't know the answer. You don't know the answer to my question. It's a hot egg. <laughs> Maybe it just died of blunt force trauma by the explosion. Uh huh. But, but it didn't. But it didn't skin. penetrate. It's it's Luke Cage. Yeah, because that actually makes sense. Because the Hodeg um, is a Marvel character. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So carry on. let's just okay. A couple of years later, Shepard captured a live Hodeg. Mm-hmm. Instead of killing it this time, he captured it live. Oh, how nice! He then took it on tour with him to various county fairs. Visitors would run screaming from the tent after seeing the animal suddenly move inside of its cage. Okay. okay. Word of the beast began spreading across the country, and the Smithsonian Institute announced it planned to investigate the, the Smithsonian. Beast. The Smithsonian. It's probably the first time they've ever been like, oh, Wisconsin? I don't believe it. <laughs> first time they'd ever even heard of the state. Uh, this is when Shepard finally admitted it was all an elaborate prank. But... Hoax or not, the Hodag has become a permanent symbol of Rhinelander. You'll find a larger-than-life fiberglass sculpture of the beast in the city, which also hosts a yearly country music fest known as Hodag Festival. Even Scooby-Doo and those meddling kids have had run-ins with the Hodag, as well as Eugene Shepard himself. Scooby, no. There was an episode or a movie of Scooby-Doo. I think it was an episode. Okay. And they find a Hodag. And Eugene Shepard, and like, it actually attacks them, and they have what? to like, yeah, it's it's pretty oh cool. Oh my god! You might even be able to find it on YouTube. Like, that if is you just look up cool. Scooby Doo Hodag, I bet you you could find it. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> Come on, Hodag Hoedown is the perfect idea. Oh my gosh, can we can we write to the to the Rhinelander people and request <laughs> that this needs to be changed. <laughs> that sounds perfect. That's amazing. Yeah. Audrey, coming in with the good ideas. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Keep it up. I love it. So, so far we have lies. Two real monsters two, that actually two existed. Two lies. Great. Um, I have a number three in here. Um, it's the Beast of Bray Road. Oh, that is something I know. But I'm actually going to save that one. We're putting that off for a later date. Oh, you... Because that one has got quite a bit of information, and there's quite a story to tell with that one. Wow, you're just teasing us. Okay. I think we're going to do a collab on that one. A collab? Yeah. Okay. I like collabing. All right. 
Nice. Um, also, I took my shoes off and they smell really bad. I am so sorry. See, this is what happened. This oh was, was that you in the forest? It might have In been. the bushes? <laughs> <laughs> I do Blame tend it to smell bad. Blame it all on the poor Hodag. Um, Hodag Hannah? <laughs> <laughs> that works too well. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty good. Mm. All right. You want to go to the next one? Yeah. All right. Got another lake monster, but this one is definitely real. You said about the last two. So, the Devil's Lake monster <gasps> is in Devil's Lake. What? Yeah, never would have thought. <laughs> that, okay. Angel's I, Pond. Mm. Not Angel's Pond. It's Devil's Lake. Oh, I see. You you did a thing and I, I missed the joke. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that funny. We oh. could just move on. Okay, bye. The name Devil's Lake implies some sort of creepy or paranormal subject, so it makes sense that there is definitely a monster hidden within its depths. <laughs> yep, because the two are absolutely correlated. So, the Ho-Chunk tribe okay. actually called the body of water Dawakachara. I apologize to anyone who I just offended. Yep. Um, We're just sorry or, for everything. It was also known as Spirit Lake because they said voices of the dead could be heard during celebrations. Wow. Coming out of the lake. Okay. According to the site Unknown Explorers, mm -hmm. it was actually the Nakoda tribe that told missionaries about a year with a massive drought when Devil's Lake started drying up. Mm. One day, members of the Nakoda noticed a strange-looking fish stranded on a sandbar. It was humongous and had a long neck with a small head. The creature struggled in the mud for a few days before eventually wiggling its way back into the water. The Nakoda's description have caused some to wonder if the creature could have been a plesiosaur. What? A prehistoric marine lizard, of which fossils have been found in North America. Wisconsin's in North America? Yeah. Hey! That could totally be it. It totally could. Wow. This theory is not, is not just... A good theory, but is strengthened by the fact that Devil's Lake was formed by a melting glacier after the last ice age. Is it possible that a frozen plesiosaur survived and came back to life after thawing in the lake? Okay, but here's my thing, though. I don't know anything about animals. Let's let's start there. But I don't know. Like, is it possible for an animal to freeze and then thaw? And then be okay. Like this isn't Aang from Avatar. Like the, I don't, I don't know if that's possible. Woolly mammoth. Huh? Iceman. I. You're you're throwing. Um, Have you never seen <laughs> Scooby Doo Iceman? <laughs> and then Woolly Mammoth's Austin <laughs> okay. Powers. Okay. Well, if Austin Powers can do wakes it, wakes up then... and just starts peeing. I bet you that's what this thing did. Oh my gosh. It's possible. I mean, I guess. So, another Native American legend tells of a chief who took warriors out on a midnight hunting expedition on Devil's Lake, okay. only to be attacked by something like a freshwater octopus. None of the men survived. So, I don't but. really know where we got this story from. <laughs> but, each year after that, the tribe, which was believed to be the Sioux, okay. would throw animals into the lake to appease the beast. Oh, gosh. So You know what? I am not going to question anything because I respect that. Yeah. But... Bosco, little family puppy, just whoop, right in the lake oh, no. to appease the beast. Why couldn't they throw in like 
I don't know, mosquitoes, um, gross animals. No, don't throw in cute little babies. Throw in bugs that are a plague upon my life. I don't think that was enough. I suppose. I don't really know if you can, like, chuck a mosquito, you know? Yeah, you'd probably be crushed before you even had a chance. Okay. So have definitely you, real. Have there um, been any recent sightings of this? Uh, number six, um, <laughs> the Bojo, the sea serpent in Lake Mendota. Hey, that's by us. It is by us. Aww. It's like 20 feet down the road. I don't... Um, Audrey? Um, are we by Lake Monona or Mendota? We're, we're close to both. Yeah, it's, we're like right in the middle. Nice. So this is yet another strange story from another Wisconsin lake. Whoa. Because we have more than Minnesota, which claims to have 10,000. Baby! I don't know how many. We, don't we have like 11,000 something? It's more than Minnesota. That's all I care well, about. Well, I mean, we're better in many Got ways. Got them. <laughs> okay, so this centers around a monster known as Bojo. Okay. This creature, however, seems to have a sense of humor. Nice. So, one of the most frequently told stories centers around a boy and girlfriend. Uh, definitely just had a mind melting <laughs> a at that point. A boy and girlfriend. A boy and girl. Uh, <laughs> a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Nice. Okay. Good job. The two UW students were sunbathing on Lake Mendota with their feet dangling in the water from the docks. See, that's the first mistake. Everyone who knows anything about Madison knows that you're not supposed to go anywhere near putting your body into the lake because it's nasty. Yes. Yes. I think this is an older story. Oh, so pre... Pre-pollution. So there's significantly less pollution. Nice. Okay, I understand. Yep. Con continue. Okay. Uh, the girl repeatedly felt something tickling the soles of her feet and assumed it was her boyfriend. But then she looked over and noticed that he was asleep. Wow, if that's not my life with you. What? <laughs> you always pass out. Yeah. You always fall asleep when things tickle my feet. <laughs> I don't. I have no <laughs> point of reference for this, so I don't... Because <laughs> you're passing out exactly uh, okay I yeah if i was own things to deal with that's very true but if i was her i would leave you like i'd be like something's tickling my feet you're sleeping bye i would be sprinting towards the car or the wagon whatever they were using fair yeah 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 so she was freaked out yeah yeah yep. no she uh <laughs> it freaked her out um so she peered into the water, and she saw the head of a huge snake looking back at her nope. with what almost looked like a mischievous grin on its face. No. The young lady quickly woke up her date, and the two took off running. According to the Wisconsin State Journal, numerous students reported seeing the creature during the 1940s. So this was a significantly mm. older story. Okay. That's before Pearl Harbor even happened. Yeah. So, like, there's no pollution. I don't understand the correlation, Justin, but... Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> just, just saying. It's you, an old story. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, it was I'm given sure. the nickname Bojo after an Ojibwa folk hero, Winnebojo. Okay. Apparently, he liked to play tricks, overturning canoes and startling swimmers, but never harming them. So just kind of, kind of a jerk, but no harm. No, it's just a prankster. It's a lovable prankster snake thing. Um, you know, but I'd be a little peeved. Let's say we're in a canoe and I have my snacks. I spend all this time making a picnic. Hmm. And then Bojo comes along and tips yeah. me over and is like, <laughs> got you guys. Why'd you I'd bring it out on the lake? 
Because it's romantic. You, you don't, don't ever... have a picnic on the lake. Why not? Because you get tipped by Bojo and you lose all your food. Well, I am just asking him to please not while I'm eating my snacks. Well, he might wait then. Well, that's that's very nice. Okay, yeah. I don't. I can maybe be give him an with Bojo. offering. Nice. Feed him a little something. Some. Yeah. Feed him yeah. some Cheetos. Drop one in there. Sure. I'm sure he loves Cheetos. Everybody loves Cheetos. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Even me, who's lactose intolerant. <laughs> but that's not real cheese. It's fine. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. All right, carry on. Um, okay, so like the Devil's Lake Monster, some people have thought that uh, this might be another type of plesiosaur mm. known as a pliosaur. Um, and I have an illustration here, and he's definitely grinning. <laughs> so, okay, that's just his face. It's this not is a clearly <laughs> a real beast that actually exists in Lake what, what it? Mendo- Mendota. Mendota. Yep. yep. That's what I said. Uh-huh. Good job knowing your research <laughs> it's notes. It's fine. In your defense, there are a lot of lakes to choose from. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Number seven. Oh, my gosh. So uh, many spooks. I, this, is, I have this one and one more. So number seven is the Ridgeway Ghost. Where's, so Where's Ridgeway? It's actually really close to Madison. Really? It's like straight west of Madison. Oh. About an hour, maybe. Okay. Hour and a half. Nice. I don't know why I needed to ask that because I'm... Yeah, it's irrelevant for the story, it but really that's is. fine. And especially after you telling me about a ghost, I'm absolutely not going to go there. Yeah. Uh, so, the Ridgeway Ghost. Yeah. Uh, I want to preface this by saying um, this Paranormal Life podcast does mm-hmm. an amazing job talking about this one. Um, I don't remember them talking about this. It's a great episode. Oh, my God. Anyone likes spooky things. And British people. Well, actually, excuse me. They're Irish. They're both Irish. Excuse me. Uh, That would be a good one to listen to. I think it's called The Ridgeway Phantom. But this is my little rundown. (laughs) Quick quick little tale here. Okay. So, according to legend, the Ridgeway ghost is not only a ghost, but a phantom that could change its appearance at will. Mm -hmm. Anecdotes include people claiming to have seen the ghost of a man with a whip walking with them or chasing them <laughs> i don't have anything every for that. person's dream really right bdsm dreams hey you know you no, i'm sorry <laughs> i don't mean okay <laughs> Carry uh, on. you're so weird uh it could be in a shape of domestic animals such as dogs sheep or other farm animals and then various human forms, including a headless horseman and a young or old woman. Because Ridgeway ghosts don't discriminate. No, that's very nice. Good job, Wisconsin. You did something right. No ageism or anything. Wow. Regional folklore holds that the Ridgeway ghost is a combination of two brothers who had the misfortune to be murdered as a result of a bar brawl sometime in the early 1840s and was sighted anywhere from the village of Blue Mounds to the town of Dodgeville in Iowa County, Wisconsin, a 25-mile stretch of old mining road since the 1840s. That's a lot. I know. I'm that's sorry. a long I'm just way like, to walk. That's, that's like uncompre- incomprehensible. Yeah, um, yeah, incomprehensible. That there, Good job, baby. Mm-hmm. You always got me. That's a long way. I know. Wow. That's a long way to spook people. Right. Like, I would only spook in, like, a, you know, in, like, a one-room 
kind of basis. I'm not going to walk somewhere else or float or hover 25 miles. No, as soon as I'm a ghost and haunting people, I'm like, I'm not leaving my apartment. No. <laughs> like you sit on my side of the couch, I'm going to I'm going to spook you, but yeah. anywhere else, eh, it's fine. Yeah. As yeah. soon as you walk outside, if there's stairs, <laughs> I'm done. We're done. No, <laughs> Even though we can float down there. Right. No, no, that's not worth my time. Oh, let's hope that we're not ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Sightings of the Ridgeway ghost supposedly escalate in cycles about every 40 years, starting in the 1850s and occurring more frequently again in the 90s, the 1930s, and the 1970s. Oh. According to the tale, Dr. Cutler of Dodgeville was the first to announce seeing the Ridgeway Phantom, claiming that it appeared on the pole of his wagon as he was riding home one night past the house of the deceased. I just forget what life is like what life was like yeah, before 2019. Yeah, you don't think about the horse carriage. <laughs> no, like I don't want to seem super uncultured, which I am, but like that is just such such a different way of thinking like i can't even imagine how scared i would be if i was driving my wagon and i saw something no yeah, no because there's no protection like in your car you got doors and like windows and yeah stuff. you can like well, we've got can... to turn that lock on or you gotta roll crank yeah. that window up but what do you have in a wagon your horse your horse is gonna leave you yeah absolutely yeah. they will i guess you have that wit like don't you have a little like whippy thing to make your horse go but this this ghost also had a whip oh, dueling whips dueling whip fight <laughs> that's my own little sound effect there you do like that yeah now we don't have to dig into the sound <laughs> files to find one i'm here all day folks <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> um a man named john lewis claimed that some supernatural agency was the cause of his ailments is said to have died as a result of seeing the ridgeway ghost as are other unnamed individuals. So this thing just makes people get sick and they die. Wow. They didn't even, it really doesn't even have to try. That's intense. Yeah. It's a little mean. Yeah. But truly, if you want a, a, a more intense rundown of that story, mm -hmm. definitely go to the TPL episode. Absolutely. Just, just in general, TPL is just truly wonderful. Rory and Kit, the two hosts, just do an, an incredible job. Yeah. Um, I listened to them on the way home today, and it was really hard to, to concentrate and actually drive because I was laughing so hard. I agree. I think Rory did like a fake throwing up sound, and I was just, <laughs> I was out. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good stuff. So check them out. My final story mm. is about the haunches of Muskego. <laughs> <laughs> the haunchy, okay. A haunchy just sounds like something Elton John would sing about. Doesn't honky. it? Honky. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like honky. Haunchy cat. <laughs> so it sounds really weird, but I'm going to get into this. Okay. I've so, never heard of this. Locals say that within the woods near Muskego, Wisconsin, lives a conclave of dwarves whose homes are built to scale and in the woods. In the mythical village is said to live an old albino man who serves as their protector. Legend has it, if trespassers are caught, the unruly dwarves cut their legs from the knees down <laughs> so they are forced to live like one of them. <laughs> this is so messed up in so many ways. Oh, yeah. Right. What is Wisconsin? I don't know. Oh my god. So the backstory for this place. I think we're gonna need some backstory. Uh, according to the legend, after continuous exploitation of a number of circus dwarves, they revolted against their ringleader. Of Aww. course okay, so dwarf 
is not the correct term. It's not PC anymore, but that's all right. But I'm I'm reading this in the context of the story and the times. I understand. So therefore, it's fine. Yep. We'll, we'll, we'll I'm trying to pass. clear my conscience, yep. so just give me a pass. So, they revolted against their ringleader after being exploited. Uh, after killing their master, they hanged him in a wooded area after first cutting off his arms and legs. Oh, that's fun. Uh, to avoid being arrested, or even worse consequences from the circus community, uh. the dwarves set out to create their own community built exclusively for them. Aww. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that's that such a good story. I have a hard time feeling bad about the ringleader. Like, I know it's kind of sadistic, but, like, eh, you know, if you're mean. Yeah. I'm not saying you deserve to die. That's not what I'm saying. But, like, you deserve to have your arms and legs cut off. Well, yeah. like, you that's. Know, <laughs> I mean, maybe, like a, like, a, like, a spanking or, you know, like your employees all quit on you, but not. But see, now he can't day. continue exploiting any other yeah, he's dead. marginalized community. Yeah, I suppose that's a good point. Yeah. Wow, the world is such a such a such a tricky. How place. did we get here on episode one? We're already. You, this was your <laughs> active choice. Maybe we should just move on. With this. <laughs> <laughs> this is so bad. All right, so continue. Okay, so this old albino man who mm-hmm. lives among the dwarves, he is said to wait at the end of Mystic Drive, mm. shotgun in hand, to ward off anyone trying to cause trouble to the dwarves. This dude is walking around with a shotgun. He probably does half the work for them. Probably. Blows off their their <laughs> knees. Oh, no. This is an insane story. The story also goes that he first met the group of dwarves as a child. As a young boy, he accidentally stumbled upon Haunchyville, where they live. Upon instantly treating them as equals, they sheltered the young boy and raised him as one of their own. Except he's not, because he's a full-grown man. But, you know, it's kind of like... I'm really going to offend so many people. It's kind of, you know, like in the movie Elf with Will Ferrell? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when Buddy goes That's, to the North Pole. and If you you're know. imagining that right now, it's 100% accurate. <laughs> that movie was based on this story. Was it? I'm I sure. See, I thought Will Ferrell did his research. I'm sure. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, he notoriously defended the dwarves, Aww. often resorting to violence, hence the shotgun. Do what you got to do, man. Majority of people have a shotgun in Wisconsin. That's true. Yeah. It's fine. We'll just move past that. Yeah. Okay. So they could never be caught by authorities because they constructed elaborate underground tunnels beneath Haunchyville to help them get away. That is so cool. It is cool. Dang. One man dared to venture down Mystic Road in Muskego, and the image of his body was burned onto the side (laughs) of a barn nearby. Totally unrelated what? to the whole like knee chopping yeah, shotgun thing. So they burned him. Yeah. Why? This was just a new thing. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. They yeah. just they wanted to you know become modern. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. So they're uh, known as Haunchies, and they live in Haunchyville, which sounds like an okay place. Yeah, it sounds like a like a good time if yeah. you're nice. Right. Yeah. Just just don't go just don't go oppressing. And, uh, yeah, that is the conclusion of my compilation. That's it. All real, by the way. All real. If we haven't figured that out already. Yup. Yup. It just worries me because these are the things that we're taught as children Mm -hmm. in this state. And these are the reasons that, like, I have so many fears 
is because people just like laugh it off. I'm like, <laughs> our state is quirky. And it's like, no, <laughs> our state is terrifying. There's a little more than quirk. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, there's shotgun wielding albino men <laughs> defending dwarves. There's lake monsters. Ugh, uh, there's sturgeon. Definitely Winnebago <laughs> Lake Winnebago water monster. Uh, for the uh-huh. record. For, for, for the record. Yeah, I just think that there's a lot of undiagnosed issues, but <laughs> we'll get past that. Well, Justin. Please. Thanks please as always. Give me a story. I've been waiting. Have you been waiting all day? Absolutely. Yeah, nice. Well, I do have a story. I've got a doozy. A doozy for you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I I was a little confused when I was researching this story because I don't know a lot about the internet. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't. I really am not up on the times. And so, I resulted to using Reddit for a lot of my research. And I have never really been on Reddit before. It's the front page of the internet. So it's a, it's kind of a scary place. It's uh it's an intimidating place. I didn't understand what all of the all of the comments were, and I realized that there were such things as like sub posts and mm-hmm. all of this going on. Yeah. Um, I just know that that's where we get our free NFL games. Yeah, so, that's. I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. But, uh, maybe we could just leave that one. But alone. that. It's... But that's fine. But anyway, so Reddit. <laughs> Reddit, I have found, is also a really great, credible place to get some research. Absolutely, the people on there are insanely detailed. Absolutely. And they work very hard to compile information. Yes. It's really impressive. Absolutely, and I I really respect that um, because I refuse to give you anything but the truth. Yeah, absolutely. So, are you ready to be truthed up? Maybe. I am. So ready for the truth, baby. Great. Let's get to it. Mm. Okay, so today I'm going to be telling you the very spooky story of Paradise Road. Spooky. A road. (laughs) Yeah, so this is the story of Paradise Road slash how Hannah learned from a very, very early age to stay away from peer pressure and from ghosts. Nice. It's a, good, All right. it's a good hook. It is a good <laughs> hook because it's, it's accurate. A sexy hook. It is because I truly believe that if you can learn anything from a young age, it is to not mess with spirits and ghosts mm-hmm. and the unknown. And also don't don't get into peer pressure, folks. You know, like you can be an individual, you can be quirky, you can do your own thing, especially in high school. You don't need people telling you that you're not cool because you don't want to go on a haunted road after homecoming. Like, I'm sorry, I just got done marching in the marching band. I spent so much time putting on makeup, so much time curling my hair. I put heels on for this event. I do not wear heels. And then you expect me to go and dance for at least three hours and um, and then you want me to go see some ghosts afterwards. No, no, thank you. I'm sorry. It's just, it was a really hard time in high school. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It really was. You, you're done. You're, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just. You need to, you need to talk about it a little anyway, bit. Anyway, so today's it's... story is about the infamous local Good. legend of Paradise Road. It sounds dun, great. Dun, dun. It honestly. is. I mean, all right now, I've basically just said Paradise Road like three times and I haven't yeah. told you anything. And just if we're going by what my shirt shows, Paradise is awesome name for place. No, Justin, this is not an awesome place. 
this is a place where dreams go to die. Jesus. Yeah. Welcome to my childhood. Okay. <clears throat> so growing up around the area, I grew up in Fort Atkinson, everyone. Lovely place known for the fireside dinner theater and Frosty Freeze. And also and Jones, Jones Dairy Farm. Dairy Farm. Yep. Jones Dairy Farm is basically uh, the best place around. Great it's sausages. Pretty, pretty, pretty great place. Yeah. Shout out to Eric. Hey, nice. Okay, so Paradise Road was just something that all of the kiddos knew about growing up. Mm -hmm. um, it was just one of those things where I I don't know when I learned about it. I just remembered that there was a point in my life where I was talking to my friends and everybody knew about it. And like Fort is is a relatively small it's a small city. It's like twelve thousand people. Um, but you know, like it's, it's definitely one of those places where like news travels fast and like everybody knows everything. Um, but this is just one of those stories where like it spanned across generations, but I literally don't know a single person who actually told me a story about Paradise Road. Right. I just feel like I was born and it was like infused into me. It's like the S thing. Yes. It is like the S like thing. Like the S thing everyone drew in school. Absolutely. On like your notebooks. Yeah. And Everyone like, just knew how to do it. Yeah. But nobody knew where it came from. Exactly. Did you ever play like Heads Up, Seven Up in school too? Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't remember ever anyone ever telling me how to play that game. I just did. I wonder if that was something they got from like a teacher conference. I know that teachers Maybe. have said that that's how they find the cheaters in the classroom. Oh. Is that people who look keep their eyes open and like look at stuff oh can mm. i tell you a secret i absolutely was a cheater for heads up seven so was i 100 percent. yeah like i would put my was... head down and like turn my turn my eye and yeah. be like "Ooh, that's naomi's shoes but then you knew you couldn't guess right every yes, time absolutely you had to keep it sporadic mm -hmm. like, oh i'm cheating this time oh. i don't know who it was exactly yeah yeah that's why i'm not i'm not the best when it comes to playing games i do like to cheat very quite often yeah but it's fine <clears throat> anyway so um, anyway, back to what I was saying, I honestly can't tell you the first time I heard about Paradise Road, um, or who it was who told me, but if we're being honest, it was probably my dad because, um, yeah, daddy just really liked to terrify me as a child. And we'll get into that in some like later stories, not like, you know, normal things that can scare a child. Like, Hey Hannah, be careful when you go outside, put a helmet on when you ride your bike because brain trauma is an issue. No, no, no. Um, Nick Foley didn't care about that. He was mm -hmm. more about, hey, Hannah, there's a werewolf in our backyard. And he would like go outside <laughs> our window and like howl at me and my sister when I was young. And like, hey, Hannah, you oh got to God. lock your windows because an alien's going to come in and abduct you. Yeah. So I'm just going to, oh, I'm just going to say it was probably, probably dad. Mm -hmm. Probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so some context about Paradise Road. Finally get into what it is. Good. Uh, my childhood home, which I will not be disclosing to everyone because Nick and Rhonda still live there with my two cats. And, you know, <laughs> we don't want anything happens to those cats. Oh, uh, I'm coming after y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, my childhood home is 19 minutes away from Paradise Road. Mm -hmm. Paradise Road is a real place. It is the real name of a windy country street in the backwoods of Jefferson, Wisconsin. Um, Jefferson is the neighboring town to Fort Atkinson. Okay. Um, so real quick, I recognize that either a, no one's going to listen to this podcast, which is fine. <laughs> like I am totally content with that. Um, or B, 
it's just our moms who are going to listen. But I need to clarify something. Well, either that or it's blowing up. Like this is going viral immediately. Right now. As soon as we send it out, <laughs> like fire up those presses, man. Let's get it going. Nice. My dad has actually been telling people at his work about it. And I'm like, oh my God, Hannah, good job. Like, yeah, oh, we're booking thanks. live shows. Like Yum. I've already sold out uh, the Vic Theater in Chicago. Wow. Um, I'm not going to be there. Oh, okay. You're just going to leave me there to... No, we have a trip planned during that that day. Oh, sure. But I booked it and it's sold out. So (laughs) I'm ready. We're ready. Great. Yeah. Okay. We could just... um, Yeah, we could talk about that later. Yeah. That's pretty good. I I didn't know about this business plan. I would really appreciate you to tell me things, but it's fine. Anyway, so my rant is, I need to clarify because you are a city folk, Justin. Oh, I need to clarify what a windy road is when I say windy. Because a windy country road in the lower part of Wisconsin is truly a windy ass country road. Like I'm talking the speed limit is 25 miles per hour. But when you grow up around this area and when you learn how to drive on these roads, especially when you learn how to drive on these roads, when it is snowing and when it is icy um, and you can't see anything ahead of you, you still go 55 miles per hour, even Mm. though it's 25. Um, And it's usually super freaking hilly. And there's always a freaking deer that runs out in front of you or you're you're stuck behind a tractor or both. I just I've need, seen those deer tractors. Yes. That's pretty intense. They are pretty intense, Justin. This is what I grew up with. They're like green and I yeah. think they spelled it wrong, but I know but what they, you're talking they about. They tried their best. Yes. Yeah. Um, but anyway. I think his name is John or something like <sighs> John Deere. Yep. Yep. Is that his name? Yep. Name of, there's so many John Deers in Wisconsin. I didn't know that many people had that name. I I thought it was just probably like a couple guys, but it's all the tractors that I've seen. Wow. We're doing this tangent, are we? Hmm? Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, so as I was saying, my very important rant, um, (laughs) because of these roads, I just need you to know that, like, I feel like when you learn how to drive on a road like this, you just don't know what fear is because you just always have to be aware of everything, but also you're not paying attention whatsoever. Okay. So I just need you to know, because I know that you've never driven on a country road before because you're from the big city. Never. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Oshkosh is only like maybe 65,000. Yeah. It's not that much bigger compared to like mm. Milwaukee and Green Bay and uh-huh. Madison. Yeah. But but compared to where I'm from, it's, it's huge. I've known you for three years now yeah. and I've been in Fort a lot. No. I know what. No. R- no, you just you just don't understand because you weren't born there, you know. Anyway, so Paradise Road. Fine. Paradise Road is a long and narrow road with a drastic S-shaped curve near the end and is surrounded by heavy woods on either side and also a few scattered houses that never, ever have their lights on. It's because there probably are people at work. No, no, it's just because there's no one living there. <clears throat> okay, so... I need to be honest with you and let you know that um, I've actually never been to Paradise Road. And I refuse to go there. And I refuse to ever go there at night. Okay. Okay. Here's the truth behind. How can I how can you prove you're a good source of information if you've never experienced it? I am the best source for this information because I am a non-biased just spewer of 
actual facts from my southern Wisconsin people. Spewer. Spewer of facts. Yes. So, real quick, Paradise Road is known for two big categorical things. One of them is murder. The other of them is cryptid slash ghost slash spooky things. Wow. Okay. It's so a lot to be known for. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good for a road. Yeah. You know? Not bad. Well, I had one of those roads. Yeah, did you? Yeah. The, the Ridgeway Phantom. Oh, I, I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. Oh, wait, no. That was the one you just talked about. Yeah. yeah that yeah, was in your no, story. Okay. You yep. weren't listening to my story when no, I was No, you just you had, to you. you had like seven. You had seven things. It was just a lot. But I really respect you. And I really respected you put putting all that. Yeah, I respect that, Justin. Put a lot of hard work. Yep, I know. This. Anyway, in April of 1994, a woman named Diane Borkhart, a teaching aide at Jefferson High School, convinced three teenage boys to murder her husband for her. Isn't that great? After a tumultuous marriage, Diane and her husband, Ruben, were getting a divorce. Rumors included he was seeing someone else, but his two children from his first marriage say that the fighting began long before the divorce Wait, okay. So yes, they're getting said. a divorce. Why mm-hmm. does he have to die? That's just how the story goes. Like, I I am just telling you that that's how it happens nine out of ten times. I must... What? Huh? No. I'd say maybe <laughs> maybe 50% of people get divorced. Mm-hmm. And 50% of people get murdered. 50% of those 50%? No. Wait. 50% of people alive are murdered? <laughs> Borkhart I convinced... need someone to back up these facts for me right now. This is <clears throat> slander. Anyway, all I'm saying is... I, the, the, I will go into this more in detail because I actually want to cover this, this story more in a different episode. Like, I want to go into it, but I'm just doing, like, a little snippet because it's a long, complicated story. Nice. But what I got from the research was saying that one of the motives for her wanting to indirectly murder her husband is that she did not want, or if she couldn't have her husband, no one could. Yikes. So if Sounds I, like a gem. Yeah, actually. And so I don't know, I don't know who initiated the divorce, but I, I'm thinking if that was her mind frame, maybe he initiated it. And then she was like, well, if you won't love me, then I'm going to hire three teenage boys to kill you. Hey, breaking gender roles. Absolutely. I like it. I like this it is, as well. Yeah, this is a good progressive story. Yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with this at all. No, absolutely not. So, Borkhart convinced three young male students that she was being abused by her husband, which she wasn't, I don't believe, but I don't know, and promised them $20,000 from the insurance money, along with her wedding and engagement ring, $600 in cash, and two cars. What a deal. Like, wouldn't you sign up for that? If you saw a listing on Craigslist that was yeah. like, yo, murder my husband for me, here's all this stuff, I'd be like, mm. No, I mean, I'm, I'd consider it. But, but like, yeah, you'd think about it yeah. at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they did it. So, on the day of the murder, Easter Sunday, 1994. That was before we were even born. Wow. That's that weird. A, that was a bit ago. And I still feel old all the time. Yeah, that was 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on the day of her murder, uh, excuse me, on the day of the murder, Borkhart packed up her two dogs and headed to her in-laws alone for the Easter holiday, which was very odd because she was not known to be close with her in-laws. 
The three boys snuck into the main level of the house and woke up Reuben, who had moved into the basement while the divorce proceedings began. They then shot him twice, which woke his son up, who rushed downstairs to find his father slumped over in a chair. Um, again, I'll be getting into this more later. Hmm. Um, the murder trials began, and um, the three boys, including Diane, were put in prison. Um, the story was actually made into a TV movie, two parts, what? Um, starring a actress named Anne Margaret, who had a delightful blonde bowl cut in the hmm. main role. The film was called Seduced by Madness and was aired on February 25th, 1996. According to WebIMD, um, 85% of viewers liked the two-part TV movie <laughs> series, and it got a um, it got a pretty good review on the Google. It got like a 8.6, oh, yeah. 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 And also, fun fact: our poet, uh, excuse me, our boy Tugboat mcguire nice starred nice. as the as the, the the guy who got murdered his son yeah the sea biscuit racer himself yeah isn't that pretty great like i don't know i really don't know um what toby did before spider-man but i'm assuming this is one of his first roles so it had to have been yeah, yeah. and obviously he did just such a good job playing that probably launched that his career yeah and he so. immediately became spider-man absolutely so thanks jefferson Nice. Thanks for your sacrifice. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so the reason I'm talking about this today is because um, the newsworthy story is that Paradise Road is indirectly the setting of the Diane Borkhart murder case. So that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, the home where Reuben and Diane lived and the murder take took place was on an intersecting street with Paradise Road. Okay. So not really on Paradise Road, but it intersected with Paradise Road. Therefore, it is spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a little bit of a reach, but uh, I'll allow it. I just, you know, there was a lot that I needed to try and get. A lot of people don't really talk about Jefferson, Wisconsin. And so I needed to just try and find anything I could, okay? Fair. Okay. A lot of people don't talk to you. A lot of people don't talk to me. We are we lonely. We don't really have any friends. <laughs> this is what we deal with. Uh, shout out please. to Tiggy and Sunny, my two, my two homeboys. Anyone listening, please... Please, we're lonely. Please be our friends. We need friends. Like, seriously, if you're just, like, a nice person and you like to eat food, please hit us up. We have nothing going on this weekend. No. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah we do. We're going to we're gonna hopefully eat. Oh, yeah, the family thing. That's yeah, the, not your important. family's coming down. That's not important. We your family's coming down we don't to see our friends, apartment. friends, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we got Maggie and Mike. We got, we got some friends. Oh, yeah, Mary. Shout out to Mary. Anyway, so now I'm going to get to the actual spooky part. Mm, So get ready to get spooky. I was already spooked out of my pants, so. Nice. Keep it it up. I like that. Maybe you'll see these shoes come off, too. No, please don't. (laughs) Please, for the love of God. Okay. Okay, so some of the legends surrounding this creepy street include the introductory mention of driving over the third bump in the road to find bodies hanging from the trees. So let me, let me clarify this. So okay. there is a specific starting point from Paradise Road that if you are going to go with your friends or by yourself because you have literally nothing else to do or you are just, um, I don't know, odd and you want to go do this instead of watching, you know, the Lizzie McGuire movie with your friends. Right. Well, you so have to, many better things to do. So, so many better Knock things down do. people's mailboxes with a baseball bat yeah. out the window. Uh-huh. You can... Eat... Yeah, that's yeah. one. Yeah. If you've got like a... No, don't go to Subway. No, don't go to Subway. 
Um, Qdoba? Qdoba. Go to Qdoba. Culver's is always good. Culver's, that's good. Don't go to Paradise Road. No, don't go to Paradise Road. But this is what you got to do. So what you're doing is you're sitting in a car. Okay? This doesn't work on your bike. This doesn't work when you're walking. You got to be in a car. Why, though? I don't know. This is just how the legend works. I don't know if you can be in a tractor. You just got to be in a car. And what you do is you start at one end of the street. And you're going to go over three bumps. So you're going to go over the first bump, nothing spooky. Second bump, nothing spooky. Third bump, all of a sudden, you look up, there's dead bodies hanging from the trees. This is what factual, factual facts sound like, Justin. You're saying none of my stories were factual? Nope. Anyway, so okay. another thing that happens is that inexplicable radio frequencies begin uh, when, you're, when, you're, <clears throat> when you're on the street. Yep. So you're just driving down and you're listening to Old Town Road and then oh. all of a sudden it's just, it's just crackles. It's just, That's it? Well, you it's, just it's lose your signal because you're in a dense radio. forest? You know what? They didn't clarify this. It might mean that like radio frequencies from a different country come in and from a different planet. I don't know. I don't question these things, Justin. This is what Reddit told you me. You are making a lot of wild accusations at this point. And I'm still hung up on the three bumps thing. How do you even count that? There's three very clear bumps, Justin. From someone who has not been there, this is what I am telling you oh. is the truth. Sure. Okay. Um, another thing is that supposedly historical practices of witchcraft have happened in the woods along Paradise Road, which I honestly will not discredit because Wisconsin is known for their spooky witches, which we will definitely get into. Yeah, just as a preface for that, Whitewater is known for its witches. Oh boy. And, uh, Second Salem. I get great brewery. Great. Yes. Really amazing brunch. Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, another fun fact that's n- that could be spooky, but is also really cool, is that Paradise Road is also supposedly um, a bit of the Wisconsin Underground Railroad. Um, oh, hey, there you go. Yeah, so that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so it's not underground, though, is it? But there is it's some, a road. There are some bits, Justin. Okay, so here are some Reddit experiences <laughs> okay. that some Reddit users experienced they just said what did they do they experienced things. who who were they what were these people they were experienced okay so this is what a user who i forgot to credit said <clears throat> when they got onto the road there were dense layers of fog that parted exactly when we approached the street having walked the whole street oh shoot they walked having walked yeah, the whole okay. street's okay. length <laughs> i was aware of a shadow floating on the opposite side of the street keeping our place or excuse me keeping our pace god yeah you're ruining it this was at night and i tested to make sure it did not belong to any of my group members this mm. is what they said they saw mm-hmm. a friend and i both witnessed witnessed shadow figures climbing the trees they were not raccoons Okay. Upon a random stop in the car, our headlights showed directly on the most intricately carved eye on the side of a tree. Have you ever seen an intricately carved eye on the side of a tree, Justin? Yes. I didn't think so. Oh. Having thought we parked in front of an abandoned house with no lights on, a friend witnessed a hand pull back a window curtain and disappear again. Wait, what? Yeah. Justin, I just I thought it. you said these houses were empty. Yeah, that's why it's so spooky that a curtain moved. No, that's just someone living in the house then. No. No. Oh my gosh, you just... You, 
We quickly became enthralled with this place that held so much sinister energy. We took it upon ourselves to interview the people that lived on Paradise Road and wrote so about it. So there's people who live there then. Justin, if you go back to what I said, actually, I don't know if I actually said this, so I'm sorry. There are some houses that are inhabited, yes, on Paradise Road. Yeah, that is something But there are some houses that are uninhabited and... That's what I failed to mention. Okay, so anyway, so they interviewed people, and then one of the houses we went to was still burning peat for heat in the house. That's some old usage of fuel efficiency. So like tears for fears, you know, kind of thing? Like peat for heat? No. It's a band we could probably... What would we sing about if we were in peat for heat? Would it be stoner metal? I Everybody wants to keep warm. <laughs> that is true. That's a song. That's our song. I like Pete it. Pete for Heat. Pete for Heat. Available on iTunes today. Coming folks. for you. Yeah. Oh, great. New album, dropping a new EP. Oh. Tonight, midnight, baby. Keep a watch for it. Anyway, so this house is really old. The people who lived in there were not using electricity. Both vehicles we were using nearly got stuck in the mud while we were at one of the houses. How spooky is that? Sounds Most, like country USA. I mean, yeah, kind of. Most <laughs> of the residents claimed urban legend, um, and they didn't really get a lot of information from the residents, but that's because they probably just don't want to talk about the things that they constantly had to deal with. Okay? I'm sure that's why. It is why. It's probably not because they thought there were some hooligans... No. Asking questions that didn't need to be asked. No, because they just didn't want to relive their trauma. Sure. Uh, okay, so the police continue to patrol the street on Halloween, and this is this is truthfully a fact, mm-hmm. uh, because so many teenagers go there on Halloween, and they just like bother the people who actually live there, and they're just trying to have a good time. So thank you, police force, for patrolling the street and causing um, people to not do harm. Okay, the next thing is uh, another Reddit post from Anon. I live about a half hour away from Jefferson, and that road in the right, and that road in, and that road in right out of the. I just don't understand people who don't go through Grammarly and they don't use Grammar Check before they submit a post on to any social Reddit. media platform. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it, I'm kind of being contradicted because I didn't check this. You know, I just copied and pasted. I was like, oh, this person, you know, made proper sentences. Sure. Okay, so anyway, they live about a half hour away from Jefferson. And that road... It, okay, but yeah, I went there for the first time and nothing happened. It was really lame. Then about a week later, my friend wanted to go. So she brought another one along. And this girl had been there like five times. And she told me stuff that happened. This is where I'm taking you on a ride. I'm reading literally word for word what this okay, person is saying. Yeah, well, she's been there five times. She's a seasoned professional. Oh, goodness. So. Okay. Um, so I took my camera out. And on the way, it was still light out. And I took a picture out the window. And they turned out good. We turned on the road. And I took a picture when we did. But it showed up pitch black, except for the signs that said Paradise Road. Um. This is such a ridiculous story. Okay, so she said that um, as we cleared the woods, my friend told me to look out the rear view mirror. So I looked out the passenger side one and the forest was pitch black. You couldn't see anything. Then we got farther down and the road wraps around kind of like a circle, which I was talking about like the, the S 
Um, we turned and we heard this loud blood curdling scream and we couldn't place where it came from. It sounded like it was in our heads. At this point, we were freaking out and we couldn't hear um, where it was coming from. So we just, we just continued driving. When we got off the road, we heard the loudest scream you could imagine. The hair on the back of my neck stood up and I felt like I was going to throw up. Um, I can't really explain the feeling. It was so bad that we even cried a little bit. I don't know. I'm not going back there. Maybe I will. It was kind of cool. What? Okay. No. First of all, no. What a ride was that? If you hear (laughs) screaming in your own head multiple times, either there's someone in the back seat who you didn't expect. Yeah. It's you (laughs) or never go back there because something crazy happened. Uh Uh-huh. That's very true. I would just like to apologize to everyone who just listened to the cluster of a story I just tried to read. Um, I really apologize. I should have read that and edited it beforehand. Anyway, here's another story real quick. Great. So this person named Beethoven23 said that they saw short robed figures that were roaming the woods. They saw robed? Sh- robed. Oh boy. Yeah, but not I'm assuming not like a fuzzy bath robe. I'm assuming no, it's like probably a, like, like little creepy. monks. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. They also saw shadow figures, bodies hanging from the trees, inhuman screams. People reported that they had an uneasy eerie feeling. They said that they heard the sound of footsteps on the top of their cars. Nice. Um, motorists have witnessed a decapitated raccoon laying in the street. Okay. So those things climbing up the trees may be raccoons because it's in the woods and that's where raccoons live. Um, yeah, but like raccoons were there and motorists saw it and they got scared. Okay. Because their heads were cut off. Yeah, their heads were cut off. And then here's the little bit of thing. Yep, there's blood on the raccoon's body, but there's no blood on the road. And the head is missing. Like, that's that's spooky. Yep. Yeah, I don't have a way to explain it. I was going to say lightsaber, but then there wouldn't be any blood, so I have nothing. Exactly. Okay. Sorry, I'm just clinking around my water ball. All right, and the very last thing that this person has saw is that, according to one legend, there were three sisters that lived on or near Paradise Road. Really not doing the best job of, like given given paradise wrote all of its thing like if you're gonna say on or near just take off the or near right you know yeah but the sisters were accused of witchcraft and they were all hung from trees that were in the woods on paradise road Correct. so you know yeah um but that's you know that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of paradise road and so here's the thing Growing up, again, it was just, it was one of those places where you would just, you would take your friends, you would take a date, Hmm. or you would just go with, you know, people, and you would just try and freak each other out. Yeah. Like, I don't want to discredit all of these amazing Reddit users, by the way, who gave me their, their stories, but I just, I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. Like, it's, yeah, it's spooky, but it's also, you're also going at like midnight in Wisconsin on a backcountry road. Like you're gonna you're gonna see weird things. You're gonna get the best like your emotions and your senses are gonna get the best of you sometimes. Right. Like if you're going somewhere to experience something, yeah. then you're going to inevitably experience it. Yeah. Even if it's not actually real. Yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> things that normally wouldn't freak you out are gonna freak you out. Like if you see an animal it'll be like, oh my gosh, was that a was that a spirit animal? No, it's just... Was that a decapitated raccoon or did it have its head? Exactly. You I know? only saw the ass. <laughs> the most important part of any raccoon. 
Uh, yeah, so that's that's Paradise Road. Um, you know, it's not the most interesting story, but it's just it's definitely one of those things where I feel like a lot of the, of my fears, but also my admiration for the paranormal, like come from that because. Mm -hmm. That is how I react to most things paranormal. I will absolutely listen to the stories. I will meh, maybe believe you, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to mess with it. So yeah. that is why, even if this is 100% false, I'm not going. Yeah. I refuse to go. Yeah. So I just, I don't want to mess with it, but I will... I will politely respect it from a distance. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like a Ouija board. Like, I'm never going to use one, even no. if it's just a toy made by Mattel. Exactly. Like, I'm never going to look at the Stranger Things Ouija board that they sell at Target. Yeah. No. I don't want to mess with it because mm -hmm. I am a frail soul. Yeah. And, and it's I don't just, like being scared. It's one extra toy, you know? Yeah. I have so many other toys. We have many toys. So. Yes. I don't need that one. No, we don't. Yeah. So that's me done. That's it. Yeah, that's that's the Paradise Road. Great. AKA the reason I trust no one. <laughs> that was a good story. <laughs> Yours was a good story. Good job. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. We did it. Yeah. We recorded our first episode. First one pretty much done. Aw. Pretty good. Nice. Well, we just really appreciate anybody who may or may not be listening or may or may not have stayed the entire time. I know this is kind of a long episode, but... Um, this is just something that Justin and I really have wanted to do for a long time, as we mentioned. And it's real it's a really cool feeling to have something that's on your like your bucket list and your to-do list that has just been sitting there for months and for months and to finally be like, hey, we're gonna do it. Mm -hmm. So we did the damn thing. Yeah. Here we are. Damn thing's done. Damn thing is done. And um I'd like to give a give a shout out to Audrey at Audio for the Arts because you're a champ and you're helping us. <laughs> not be a disaster so yeah um appreciate it thank you to everybody and we're hoping to get this off off the ground running is that the phrase on the um, ground just running get it's it. off yeah. the ground running on the ground <laughs> um we're just hoping to get this going preferably go. walking i don't want to run anywhere no that's fine just um, we're gonna get it going yeah yeah so we're hoping to to launch some social media things um by no means do we do we want to you know um bombard y'all but because we realize this is a very oversaturated field yeah for sure but uh we hope that you liked us and um we hope that you liked our stories and we will definitely update you all if we end up continuing this and if we end up having any kind of social media platforms any way that you can submit your own stories we would just really love to to be the the conduit for your spookiness in any kind of realm that you may have yeah at some point we'd love to take listener yeah. stories or maybe even have a guest yeah. or something like that tell stories um yeah. in the future and we'll have all that information either on the social media or at the end of some episode. Yeah, for so. sure. Because I think between the two of us, we have so many people in our lives that have had encounters with something. Yeah. Um, and we also have people, myself included, who are really fascinated with, you know, murder and with um, kind of some 
some uh, interesting things in society. And so I think this is just a really cool time for us to just sit down and talk about some things that we're interested in that, um, you know, we really can't talk about over uh, a nice business dinner. Right. So this yeah. is this is a nice platform to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks, everybody. This yeah. is thanks. This has been Anything Spooky Goes. Should we do a <laughs> to exit? Good. Ready? One, two, three. Ooh. Oh, God, that was really good. All right, good night. <laughs>